0: you're listening to the simple pen podcast peterist for business advice that goes down smooth and easy here's your host kate all
1: Kate All with SimplePinMedia.com, and we're a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. And our goal is to help our clients take their content that they've worked so hard in creating and amplify that on Pinterest so they can get more traffic back to their website. And so today I actually have one of our clients who's been with us for about 18 months and I'm going to talk about her story and she's actually going to talk about her story too. But this is not a, um, you know, this is why we're so awesome because our services, but this is really the ideal situation of somebody who uses our services is that we get to give them more time by taking the Pinterest piece off their plate so that they can focus back on creating awesome content for their target audience. And so I have with me today, Melissa Griffiths of Bless This Mess, which your URL is com, And thanks so much for being with me here today. Thanks for having me, Kate. You betcha. So Melissa, and, well, I will just say like, Our emails back and forth from the beginning have just been some of my favorites because of how real and authentic you are and just excited about life. And one of the highlights of my year was that we got to meet each other at the Indulge Conference in Austin in April. And that was just like icing on the cake for me because I got to actually meet you and we got to chat. And that's always cool when I get to meet clients and talk with them about how things are going and all that kind of stuff. So Um, in fact, did you hear that indulge is coming back and they're going to be in LA in two thousand eight. I did hear that. Pretty excited about that. It's kind of one of my favorite conferences because of how small it is. I loved it also. Yeah. It's a really, really fun one. Okay. So before we kind of get down that track, so tell me a little bit about you, your website and what the goal of your site is.
0: Okay. Bless this mess. Um, it started out like most other people's blogs. I started blogging recipes in 2009. I was just putting up recipes on my family blog because people, would, you know, be at a party and people say, Hey, what, what was that that you made? Where'd you get that? What did you do there? So I, um, in 2012, so I'd been doing recipes for a few years and we said, Hey, I I've seen a lot of other women really make a career out of this. So in 2012, I switched gears. I bought a URL that wasn't on my family blog because family blogs were kind of um, dying by then anyways. And I started blogging about food and I wasn't super focused then. But now five years later, bless this mess, is a place where busy moms can come and get the answer to the question, what's for dinner? And I have a strong emphasis on quick, easy, whole food dinners that the whole family will like. Definitely kid-friendly not fussy, but I like real
1: ingredients. And it's kid friendly, which you know a lot about, because how many kids do you have?
0: I have five, my oldest is nine, and my baby is one. So I had five kids in eight years.
1: Yeah, you have to feed a crowd every night. So you're good at this.
0: It is. And it's my love language. Food is, is what I love. And I love dinner time. And I love what it stands for. And I like helping other moms because so many of us are going through the drive-through, and you know what I mean. Convenience yeah. is awesome, but I feel like if we can do some at-home convenience, then our lives will be a lot easier.
1: Totally agree with you. I'm going to take a page out of your book and <laughs> read your blog more often because we we're in a stage of life of drive-through. But I I know that like I am similar to you, where like cooking baking is my love language, and I it's almost like a release for me. You know, if people were to to ask me to do crafts with my kids, like I start shaking and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like I, I literally turn into crazy angry mom. If like someone says, can we bust out the paint? And I'm like, no way. But if my kids are like, can we bake cookies? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and I'm in with them and I'm letting them get stuff messy. It, I, It's just how like I'm wired. And I imagine you like, I just can't get into crafts. I can get into the kitchen and go with we that.
0: Like, we like a lot of messes, but I'm on team. Make some memories with your kids and you have to eat anyway, so you might as well like it.
1: <laughs> yes, you, know what I mean? so true. you
0: have to feed your people. So, like, I can't eat out three times a day. So I, I have to prepare food at home. So I might as well find some joy in that journey because it's going to be a lot more years of my life where I'm going to be cooking food.
1: So, so <laughs> true. I know sometimes we plan our week like of meals and we think, oh, man, if I could just get like just get to the end of the week. But guess what? Like there's going to be another week of meals. It's like laundry. You know, we're super. Yes. um, Like voracious about finishing it. But it's like, well, there's going to be a five <laughs> more loads next week.
0: Like, oh, laundry. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I digress. We are talking about the hard work of social media. And that's, um, I I love your story in the past 18 months that you've been with Simple Pin. You've gone from, you know, 23,000 followers to 55,000 followers, which we're not a big focuser on followers. We never really have been, mostly because we see it as um, it doesn't always translate to clicks. But we also know that there's a social proof piece to it that I'm sure has helped you be able to connect with more brands. Is that true? Definitely. Okay. And then I went back and looked at the last 18 months of traffic as well. And I also looked back at a year. And this was super fun for me because I pulled up your graph in um, Google Analytics and your highest day of page views was actually just a couple weeks ago. And that's awesome because when you started with us, you're around like 125,000 page views from Pinterest. And now you're getting close to like, you crossed over the 200,000 mark, which is so awesome. And I'm just super pumped for you. Because you were stuck at the 70K mark for a little while, like four months or so. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of crested out of that. So those are just some numbers for people to kind of put in place of what we're talking about here. But the more important story is that you have focused on your target person. And, you know, we're talking about moms and about them making these meals. And the reason I wanted to talk to you even more was because and in, at Indulge, you and I were talking about this chocolate cake that you make weekly, which that in itself just like blows my mind that you make this chocolate cake often. And you were like, I don't have this recipe up on the blog because it's not my target reader. And um, I was kind of blown away by that. So do you want to talk a little bit more about why you don't put the chocolate cake up there?
0: Um, because chocolate cake doesn't perform well for me. (laughs) It doesn't. Um, my readers, I am healthier on my blog than I am in my life. And I think that that's okay. For a long time, blogs were definitely about the person. And I feel like Mm -hmm. when I made the shift between saying, Um, Bless this mess is a mirror of Melissa and bless this mess is a tool to help other women who are who are like minded to me, but not necessarily me. Uh, It was really powerful. So I um, got a site redesign and I feel like a really streamlined design helped me focus on what I was delivering To my target audience. So my target audience are busy moms who love whole foods. I feel like we all have like those desserts that we love and I post a few of those. I have room for some sugar on my site but that's not not my emphasis and when people come they respond really well to quick and easy dinners and so that's what I really try to buckle down and do and quick and easy dinners are hard to produce when you are a mom of five. I have to be really intentional about my editorial calendar and setting aside days to do in kitchen cooking um because the nights like I I can't make dinner and take pictures of it and then feed seven people that's yeah. not how my life works I don't I don't do that because I can't do that so I'm making you know four or five main dishes at a time and taking those pictures and then we're we'll munch on the leftovers or I'll give stuff away But I really had to buckle down and say, okay, this is a kitchen work day and I'm going to produce these kind of meals because that's what resonates with my audience.
1: And when do you feel like that? Has that been within the last six to eight months that you've created this kind of system and schedule? Yep. Okay. And was that about the same time that you did the site overhaul too as well?
0: Um, The site overhaul took forever to get done. So it was in the works for that long. It was actually in the works for over a year. Um, But having it, Having it live on my end, where I could see it, it definitely helped me to streamline what I was doing
1: and it when, when did it go live? It went live in um May, okay, got it, Wow, which is kind of when we started to see the the uptick really really happen, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, let's talk about then the intentionality of the site. And then how like kind of a little bit the why behind it, you know, as far as the layout. And then also you have a trending now section, which I think was really cool. So talk a little bit about why you wanted to create this type of layout.
0: Okay, so it it was a little bit painful to go away from the super traditional blog look where everything is in chronological order. Mm-hmm. But I found myself saying I have years and years and hundreds and hundreds of post that I worked hard on that no one sees anymore. So at the top, I have a dinner tonight, um, section where it highlights a meal, a side and a dessert. And then you can actually click on a bar and you can populate different types of main dish meals. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fun because you can see all of those. And the latest on the blog is more of the chronological, but it's only three. I'm only showing three of my most current posts. Okay. Um, the Trending Now bar. So Social Warfare um, is a plug that will awesome. populate. Yeah, it has been really good. I've only been using it since May. It um, calculates all your social shares. And the bulk of mine are Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have this Trending Now section. And essentially, it's highlighting the top 15 posts that have ever lived on my site. So I have one that has like one almost 1.2 million shares. And then yeah. others that are really close to a million ones that are like at 300 K I just have that trending now section. Cause I felt like it highlighted my, some of my best and most powerful content online. And it has social proof, like, like these top 15 are my bread and butter. The top 15 probably produce 80% of all of my traffic So I felt like the more that I could share them, because they obviously resonated with someone. So the more that I can be putting them in front of fresh eyes, the more they're just going to recycle their power.
1: I definitely agree with you. I think I hear I hear too often from people who um, have really popular posts on their site that they didn't anticipate being popular, that they feel frustrated by that. Like, this isn't where I want to take my blog in the future, or this isn't the the popular post I wanted to take off. But yet, it is the most popular post. So you kind of are stuck with this is where the traffic is going. How do you highlight it? And I think you've done that really well.
0: And I feel like my popular post. So my number one is a clean eating meal plan. And I shared it in 2011. In 2011, clean eating was not eating sugar and refined grains. Now it is morphed into something that's so different. So I um I resonated with that audience because people early on were looking for clean eating meal plans. But because that's who was coming, that's why my blog got healthier than maybe my real life is. I totally could have done a baking blog. Yeah. And I and I tried that. I have a lot of home cooked recipes on there that are are sugary and rich. But that's how I figured out like people want to be told what's for dinner. Mm -hmm. So I listened to my people and, and that has, has been wonderful.
1: I think that is such a powerful piece of wisdom that you just said right there that a lot of people overlook is that. See what people are telling you with their actions and create more of that. And you know, like you said, you love the chocolate cake, you make the chocolate cake all the time. But that's not what people are clicking on. They're clicking on the clean eating. So let's go with the clean eating. We still eat the chocolate cake every week. It's not like it's being left out. But it's not going to do anything for the blog side of things.
0: Yep. That's why and I feel like it's okay to have other goals. Like I have like a a cookbook trio in my mind and one of them is going to be my version of Ina Gardner's Cooking for Jeffrey. It's going to be my yes. my family recipes and it will have that chocolate cake recipe in there that I make for my husband every single week.
1: Oh, I love that. I forgot about that cuz you told me that too. And that's yes. that's so sweet and I think what's really cool about that is as you're building your audience uh, if that launches later down the line, you have this group of loyal people who are committed to you, who probably do like chocolate cake too, and eat it every once in a while as well. That would go, oh, I'm I'm connected with Melissa, and bless this mess, and I want to explore what she's sharing in this. So you're kind of building that that foundation for that future sale of your cookbook.
0: Yes, and if they know that your recipes are solid, yeah, you know what I mean. They take the chocolate cake along with the the one
1: pan healthy mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> I can picture it already in Costco, right? there I, on the table. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit too. So we've got your person. Um, and what about like images, photography? Um, how has that evolved over the last year, six months, um, places you've grown, what you've learned about that? Um, One thing I gave myself
0: permission to do was not take 1 million pictures. Um, I am not shooting for Country Living Magazine, even though my goal is to be in the magazine. I am shooting for Bless This Mess, and my readers like really nice pictures, and they resonate well on Pinterest, but I only need three or four. So that means that I can shoot, you know, 20 pictures and pick the best four and edit them. Um, I no longer do shoots with 100 pictures of the exact same dish. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has been really nice. It's easier on my computer. It's easier. It's less time. I three to four really good pictures is fine. And I know that and I like it. Mm -hmm. And then I do a lot of posts that have more than one recipe in them. And I think it's really important to have all of the recipes in one picture so that you don't have to make a collage because roundups, have, I mean, roundups work for some people. They don't work for everyone. If I'm doing nine different salad dressings in one post, I need all nine salad dressings in the picture so that people, when they see it on Pinterest, they say, I'm going to get all nine recipes at one place. They're getting nine recipes for one click. And there's a lot of power in that. I'm giving them a lot of information, but I have to convey all of that information in one photo.
1: And are you taking sing, like a single photo? Or are you stacking them like a collage?
0: No, the single photo okay. I found to be much more powerful than a collage. Because you know, the collage, yeah. people are like, okay, is it going to be a roundup where I'm going to have to go and look for all the recipes? But if I have one photo with my nine mason jars of salad dressing in it, then people know that they can come there and get all nine recipes from me. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. One of the things we're kind of testing out right now is... Um, with the visual search piece too is a single photo performing better than a collage photo simply because the visual search can pick up, you know, what it's reading better. We don't know yet, but I think we're starting to see it back towards just single images too. And what I like about that, that nine salad dressings is you have all nine different dressings in that post and people can pin any one of those nine and it will bring traffic to your site. You know, And that's just nine different pins that can be shared out there. So nine different streams of traffic.
0: And a lot of people, when I first started going that route to include more than one recipe in a post, they're like, why don't you separate it? Because then you can get all that individual traffic. But I found it to be a lot more powerful to have them all in one because it's a lot of bang for your click. And then if people want to pin individually or save individually, all those recipes are within one post individually
1: hmm And people like that. I think that's, you're showing yourself to be a good resource for these things. And that I think builds a lot of trust for people. Um, I know even when I am just being a typical user on Pinterest and I'm bouncing around from place to place, I definitely click in with somebody who's just giving me so much in a post that I feel like I can use. And that doesn't mean like super long, but they're just giving me what I need and i am connected with them and then I can potentially sign up for their email list or...
0: Yep. And that's something that's changed in my writing in the last six months is I would rather be an authority on a few things than than a skimmer on a million. So I've been trying Mm -hmm. to really be like, I'm an authority on salad dressing friends. (laughs) <laughs> so but then when people they remember that and they say oh I would like to try a new salad dressing I know that bless this mess has a great post with nine in it so I'm going to go in there and peruse what she has because I am the salad dressing queen you know what I mean wow. I, I want to be the queen in like certain areas that people will say hey I want to try that variation or I want to try that um, different option that she gave me for that very staple thing
1: I love that that's like the perfect quote even for this blog post because I think too often we spread super wide. And I even had an epiphany about that, even with pin trying to straddle both areas of products and clients. That's really tough. And it's a whole different type of person. And so if you're trying to straddle two different types of um, people or trying to hit on all areas, I feel like you just get stretched so thin that you don't produce the kind of content that you can come back and go, I'm super proud of that. Like you're super proud of your nine salad dressings. And you want to, you know, be an authority in that area. And I love that. That's really good advice.
0: Yeah. And then when you make yourself an authority within the post, Google sees that and those perform really well on Google. And they perform really well on Pinterest. So the things that I have found is if you can get one of them to love you, the other will too. Like the my mm-hmm. things that have done really well on pinterest almost uh instantly because they were power packed like that uh have shot me up into the top 3 in in search results as a result because i do uh, if you do well on pinterest you're going to do well on google
1: yeah we've seen that too for sure um so how is this also built your email list because at the bottom i noticed join this very large number community and i was really impressed by that, because it's a huge number. So do you want to share what that number is that you've listed there? Oh, yeah,
0: that is that's my social proof. So that's all my social media following, including my email list uh, mixed together. So that's my Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, my list, all
1: of it mixed together. Okay, well, still, it's a large number. So has your email list grown in the last six months with this change and more traffic in the last four
0: months, it has grown 100%. So it's grown oh, by about seven thousand.
1: That is in, awesome in
0: four months.
1: That and, and think, what it, what's your goals for your email list?
0: Uh, I have products. Okay. So my goals for my email list, um, I don't send out an RSS feed curated one. I only send out real email newsletters that I've taken the time to write.
1: Okay.
0: And I do them. I try to do them once the once a week, but twice a month is more realistic for me most of the time okay so right now i just have a really strong list with a good like i'm about 30 percent open rate That's awesome yeah it's really good so eventually like i i sell ebooks that are these family oriented topics like i'm i have one that i've had done for a while but i was waiting for the launch of my site and it's a hundred a hundred it's 10 healthy meals for a hundred dollars
1: Oh, okay. The Costco one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So you actually,
0: you can buy it on my site. I just haven't really launched it. Um, So in, at the end of August, early September, around back to school time, I'm going to launch it. And when I sell to my list, it does really well. Mm -hmm. So I have long-term goals for selling. Like I said, the cookbooks and eBooks, like those things have performed well for me. So I baby my list. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, which is so smart, because I have found that too, like the 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 babying of your list and kind of curating that open rate makes a huge difference down the line in building yeah. trust and people yeah. want to open it, which is pretty awesome.
0: And it's okay, fun, so and I tried to So I wrote down why it has grown though. Do you okay. want to know that? Yes, I do. So I went through my top 25 posts and I said, is there a way that I can make an additional opt-in so that people... People have a reason to give me their email. So I went through and added a shopping list or if it was a compilation post, like I have um, eight granola bars and eight salad dressings, like some of those big posts, I put all of them on one page because you can print all of them individually. But I narrowed it down and put all of the tips and tricks and all the recipes on a one page printable that people could opt in and get. Mm -hmm. And I also started creating just a few printables like um, a meal planning sheet and a monthly meal calendar, just a few things that really resonated with my audience um, in order to try to get more emails because my top 25 were already performing well. So I just tried to optimize them to get an email also.
1: That is super smart. And I remember before um, listening to like an Amy Porterfield podcast and she had talked about doing this kind of method and I felt so nervous about doing it. Like, what if I don't get it right? But you really ha- can do whatever you want with your opt-in. Like you get to make it whatever you want and lead it into whatever, whatever you want. So if anybody's listening, definitely take the advice that Melissa has talked about in looking at what are your top 20 posts and how can you create a specific email opt-in? Because... Like you've seen, it definitely benefits you. Yep, for sure. That's what we've done. I think I have nine or ten, and it's kind of fun to look at your email to see which ones are getting, which ones are converting the best. Yeah, and I'm always surprised. it
0: always yeah, it always surprises me too.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you've done all this. There's been a lot of changes within the last couple months. Let's talk a little bit about those times when you have felt like this is hard. And I don't know when it's going to pay off because I know there's people right now that their traffic's down. Yours is drastically up. Um, But in those down moments, what has been the thing that you've told yourself to keep going and to keep plugging away?
0: Um, I generally apply. I thought a lot about this. Kate sent me some questions beforehand. And this, I feel like I've been in that stage forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I have had great content for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have not kept up with the Joneses. I know exactly who started within a few months of me and I know where they're at. And Mm -hmm. so it has been really hard. Like I have let comparison steal my joy of sharing recipes Mm -hmm. because I said, well, why aren't I here, here, here? And so I think that of course, with everything, don't let comparison steal your joy. And then I, like motherhood, I tell myself everything is a stage. Like right now, I have been in a growing and a building and a refining stage for a long time. So that when my traffic did come, I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell myself that, like, it's okay. I am in this for the long haul. I'm, I'm into the slow burn. I don't need um, one thing to go viral and then it to die. I am ready for long term. Yeah. <laughs> and that has really helped Um, And then I always tried to keep learning, trying new things, and then really defining that audience and the avatar has been super beneficial. And I wish that I would have committed to that a long time ago.
1: What do you think was really the tipping point for you, like your aha moment to say, I'm going to really refine that avatar? Was there a moment or a person or a thing that really influenced that?
0: Um, no, I think most of the time I'm a molar. I'm going to take something in and I'm going to think about it and I'm going to make a little change here and change here. Um, and I've slowly been refining that avatar for five years, but at the beginning of this year, I did say, you know, what? I'm going to sit down and it's time to cater to the audience. And then it's been a lot easier on other social media platforms. Like I know who I'm targeting on Facebook now, and I know the kind of content that Instagram wants, like it's mm-hmm. been across the board and I have seen that engagement And like, I'm, I'm finding my people and that's so important. Mm -hmm.
1: I think also what you said, um, about that piece of, you know, the viral pin and then die or the viral traffic and then die. A lot of people will ask me, how do I get a pin to go viral? And I, there's no magic formula, right? Like it's kind of 95% (laughs) luck and like five, I don't, it's actually like a hundred percent luck, I think. But, um, Is that you said like, I'm going to go at this and I'm going to be head down so that when the traffic does come and start to increase, like I'm ready. And I think that is such a good way to think about it because so many people think about how do I get viral traffic? How do I get it? How do I get it? But yet they're not prepared on the other side. So they get the traffic and then you get to say you got viral traffic. Like that's kind of the only thing you get to say, right? Instead of my email list grew or I made more money or whatever it might be instead of there and gone. Cause that can happen so quickly, especially with Facebook. I mean, Facebook, I hear people who get viral traffic and they don't even know what's happened until like two days later, you know, and then it's gone. You, you weren't able to do anything about it. Yeah. Which I think is pretty tough. Um, okay. So I feel like we've, we've covered a lot here. Um, I think the last, I think you shared some really good encouragement just now, but I think the last thing I would ask is, are there any other tips that you would share with bloggers who are in your same position that you were of feeling um, like just being in the hard work phase, the struggling this time when their traffic is, is down, is there a piece of encouragement you'd give them?
0: I would say figure out what brings you joy and, and hang on to that. If you are going to make a career in an in pot empire out of this. um, I feel like that, that aura of I love what I'm doing really comes out in your work. So figure out what you love doing and see how it meshes meshes with your target audience and make those things work together for you. Like I really like the challenge of X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to promote those. And the things that I don't like, like taking care of social media, (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. going to let go of those things because we all have the same amount of time in our day. So don't do the things that are going to burn you out. Mm -hmm. Because you can control that.
1: Yes, definitely. That is a great tip. So where can people go to follow you and see your beautiful site? Because it is gorgeous. I have to say it's an it is. I love the way it's laid out. I love the flow of it. It's so great worth that year waiting, right? Oh, yes. And
0: the yes. And it ended up costing. They went way over budget. So. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So don't
1: realize how expensive websites can be.
0: I had no idea how expensive websites could be until I got the bill.
1: Oh, Oh, no. Okay, Uh, well, then definitely everybody everybody needs to go look to enjoy this, this beautiful (laughs) beast.
0: It is beautiful. I am so Mm -hmm. proud of my site. I felt like I drove like an old clunker for so long. (laughs) I I got like a brand new car. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. It's such a great way to describe it. Awesome. So um, go to. It is bless
0: this mess, com.
1: Okay. And then are you the same on all social channels too? I am bless this mess blog on, on most other things bless this mess blog. Yeah. Okay. I tried to move
0: URLs, but that was too hard. <laughs> oh, it's such a pain. Um <laughs>
1: yeah. When everybody asks me that, I'm like, do can you avoid it for as long as you possibly can? Like, don't try it because it's ridiculous. Um It is ridiculous. Well, thanks, Melissa, for sharing your encouragement and your story of just being head down, um, really working at it and really knowing your avatar. I think that's a huge one as we take, you know, that I take away from this is that it's that refining process. It's not this one and done, and then move on and create more content, but that it really is a thing that changes over time. So I just appreciate the wisdom that you've shared here. And I hope everybody goes to look at your beautiful site. And I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. I hope this episode was encouraging to you in figuring out who your avatar is and how you can put foundations in place for long-term growth. If you want more information or show notes, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 63. And if you have not yet downloaded the Simple Pin Planner, go to simplepinmedia.com slash Pinterest planner. There you'll find a year's worth of information as to how to market on Pinterest, as well as what searches are popular on Pinterest at which time of the year. As always, thanks so much for listening.